بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد Respected Allahs and dear brothers The verses of the Quran are replete in which we are encouraged to adopt and to exercise the quality of Ihsan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in fact instructed us that we should exercise Ihsan we should adopt the quality of Ihsan and we should exercise Ihsan Inna Allah ya'murukum bil'adli wal-Ihsan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs you that you should act justly you should act with justice and you should exercise Ihsan Ihsan should be exercised in our relationship with Allah What is Ihsan? There are different meanings to Ihsan For the context of today's talk we will refer to Ihsan as excellence Islam teaches us to strive for excellence Excellence in our relationship with Allah Number one Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked Mal Ihsan O Nabi of Allah what is Ihsan? How do I exercise Ihsan, excellence in my relationship with Allah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهِ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهِ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهِ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكِ Worship Allah. Remain in the obedience of Allah as if you can visualize Allah's presence. As if you can see Allah. That is excellence in your relationship with Allah. Excellence. When it comes to the salah that you perform, it is performed with excellence. And that is why the salah that we perform, it's an ongoing training experience. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had instructed us, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Offer your salah the way you saw me offering my salah. So it's an ongoing exercise until we reach that level of ihsan in our salah. When it comes to our fasting, when it comes to our soul, we adopt ihsan, there's excellence. We're not only staying away from food and drink, but we're also avoiding any such action, any such statement, any such deed that will compromise the reward of my fast. So in every ibadah, every act of worship, we are instructed to adopt ihsan. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا Ihsan also in your relationship with your parents. There too, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed us that on the one hand, you exercise Ihsan and excellence in your relationship with Allah, but also when it comes to your parents and how you interact with them and what you say to them and how you speak with them and what you do for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, strive for Ihsan. There too, excellence must be found. A sahabi says, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, إِذَا سَمِعْتَ جِيرَانَكَ يَقُولْ قَدْ أَحْسَنْتَ فَقَدْ أَحْسَنْتَ When it comes to your neighbors as well. So Ihsan is a very broad concept. Excellence. Excellence is not only confined to our relationship with Allah. Excellence is not only confined to our ibadat, but we should exercise excellence in all our relationships. 
starting with our parents, and then excellence should be, should be exercised when it comes to our neighbors, it comes to our community, it comes to our relatives, and so on and so forth. In fact, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said about ihsan, he said about excellence, exercising excellence and adopting excellence. He said, Inna Allah katab al-ihsan ala kulli shay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed and ordained upon you that you should exercise ihsan towards everything. Even when it comes to animals and the treatment of animals, there too, our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa has instructed us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed upon you to adopt and to exercise ihsan. The month of Ramadan gives us an opportunity to do exactly that. The month of Ramadan is like a boot camp. It is a workshop. It is like a skill development program where you do some introspection and you focus on the shortfalls in terms of your relationship with Allah your negligence, where is the negligence found in my relationship with Allah? Where is the negligence found in my relationship towards my interaction with my parents, my business colleagues, my relatives, and so on and so forth. So it is an opportunity for us to develop ourselves and to exercise and to, to bring into ourselves this quality of ihsan. To see how good, where we need to, where we need to improve. The areas that we need to focus on. That is what Ramadan is all about. Ramadan is not the struggle. Many feel that Ramadan is the struggle. Ramadan is the battle. Ramadan is not the struggle. Ramadan is the opportunity that gives, it gives you the opportunity to equip yourself adequately for the struggle that comes after the month of Ramadan. After the month of Ramadan, that's the struggle. After the month of Ramadan, that's the battle. Not the month of Ramadan. This is an opportunity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us for us to develop ourselves, to improve ourselves, to look and study at our weaknesses and see this as an opportunity to eradicate the weaknesses and to improve on the strengths that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. I would like to share with you in today's pre-khutbah talk a very wonderful, beautiful hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that serves as a guideline, it serves as a framework for us to develop this quality of ihsan. And we should not only apply this hadith, or we should not only study this hadith, or live our lives by this hadith during the month of Ramadan, but throughout your life, if you can adopt this hadith as a principle by which you live your life, a framework from which you work, in order to develop yourself, you will see improvement within your life, not only in your relationship with Allah, but you will be able to improve yourself holistically as a human being, as a Muslim. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith he has categorized the believers into two categories Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said Al-mu'minu al-qawi khayrun wa ahabbu ila Allahi ta'ala min al-mu'min al-da'if Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said you have two types of believers you have the strong believer and you have the weak believer the strong believer one who is strong and yeah it's referring to different types of strengths. It's not only referring to one category or one type of strength. There are different strengths that a believer needs to develop within himself. There is obviously right at the top and that's the focus of the khutbah this afternoon is your spiritual strength. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be spiritually strong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be physically strong as well, emotionally strong as well, economically as well. You need to be strong. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the strong believer and that's what the Rasulullah teaches us. Why? Because a strong believer is productive and Allah loves productivity. Strong in your knowledge, strong in your character. Economically strong, you know how productive you become. And that's what Allah loves, productivity. So Rasul sallallahu he has categorized the believers into two categories. Al-Mu'minul Qawi, the strong one. Today we are going to focus on spiritual strength. Given that it's the month of Ramadan, it is the spiritual marathon, a spiritual engagement that we are involved in. Let us focus on the spiritual strength. So Rasul sallallahu had said that the strong believer is way better, is much, much better than the weak believer. And the strong believer is more beloved to Allah, more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. المؤمن القوي خير وأحب إلى الله تعالى من المؤمن الضعيف. الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم does not stop here. If he had to stop at this point, it might create a sense of despondency in the weak believer. The weak believer might feel the one who is spiritually weak. We all are weak. There's always room for improvement in our spiritual selves and in our relationship with Allah سبحانه وتعالى. And that's Allah gives us those opportunities. Every Jumu'ah is an opportunity for you to develop yourself spiritually and enhance the spiritual strength that lies within you. Every Umrah that you have the opportunity to perform. Every Ramadan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. It's, it's all about development. Development. And Rasulullah teaches us in this hadith, how do you go about practically developing yourself? So Rasul does not stop here. The reason is that the weak believer might feel despondent. A Rasul has declared and he has pronounced that the strong believer, the one who is better than me in terms of his salah and so on and so forth, that person is better than me and I am weaker than him. But then Rasulullah said the second part of the hadith, وَفِي كُلِّنْ خَيْرٍ There is good in every believer. There is khair, there's potential, there's good. There's a whole lot of good in every single believer. Whether you are of the first category, obviously, you are more beloved in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But whether you belong to the first category or you belong to the second category, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, there's khair within you, there's good within you, there's potential within you. Two reasons why Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes this statement. The first reason, is to encourage the weak believer that you have within you the potential to become strong you can become strong you can belong to that category you have the potential within you and you have the khair within you and that's what Ramadan teaches us if you want to know who you are consider yourself in the month of Ramadan because there are no satanic influences in the month of Ramadan Ramadan makes you realize who you are it's a great opportunity for you to actually understand and know and realize the type of person you are in terms of your relationship with Allah, in terms of your relationship with people, in terms of your character, in terms of your, um, your, your, your skills that you require in order to develop yourself as a human being. Now is the time, it's the month of Ramadan. So the first reason why Rasulullah says this, he says there's a good in every believer is to encourage the weak believer. And secondly, is to send a message to the strong believer, the one who is spiritually strong, 
and he feels that he enjoys a wonderful relationship with Allah, to send him a message that never develop a sense of superiority over the weak believer. The weak believer has khair and good within him. And then Rasulullah he gives us a three-step a three-step process in order for us to become strong and to become good and to become refined servants and slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did he say? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Number one, what you do need to do, and especially in the month of Ramadan, heading into the last uh, ten nights and days of the month of Ramadan, first identify your weakness. We all have weaknesses. Whatever the weakness may be, identify the weakness. You need to do that even if it means you write it down. But take some time and ask yourself, starting with your relationship with Allah, what are the weaknesses? Where are the areas of negligence? Where do I need to improve in my relationship with Allah? And the most important ibadah is that of salah. Salah is the bare minimum, the bare minimum that Allah demands from us. The bare minimum. If I do not have salah in my life, I do not have Allah in my life. It might sound harsh, but it's a fact. That's the bare minimum after iman, after you have professed faith, faith in Allah. In fact, Allah has called salah iman. Allah has referred to salah as iman in one ayah of the Quran. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ In this ayah, iman is salah. So the first thing I need to do is to identify my weakness. Is my weakness an addiction that I'm struggling with? What is my weakness? Is it a habit that I have developed is that my weakness? Identify the weakness. Again, even if it means you write it down. So that what remains of the month of Ramadan, you have the opportunity to eradicate the weakness if I haven't already started trying to eradicate the weakness and transform that weakness into a strength positively. Is my weakness perhaps the way in which I treat people at home, the way I conduct myself with my family? You know your weakness. I know my weakness. We know where the weakness lies. Where is my weakness? Identify the weakness. Is my weakness the addiction that I have for social media? It's an addiction that I have. It's a weakness within me. Identify the weakness. Is the weakness perhaps in the way I talk to others and the type of language that I use and the way in which I address others? and the type of things I post on social media and the kind of contact that I broadcast and the type of comments that I share, the type of comments that I like. Is that my weakness? Do I suffer from that? Do I find happiness and joy when someone is insulted, when someone is criticized? Do I eagerly await for that so that I can share it with the world out there? Is that a weakness that I have? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion 
Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said something about Safiya. This was spousal rivalry, natural spousal rivalry. And she made a comment about Safiya, who was a wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And by the way, this was a fact. It wasn't an accusation. It wasn't, an, uh, it wasn't a, a, a rumor that she heard. It wasn't an unconfirmed piece of information. It was a fact. What did she tell Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? She said, Hasbuka. Hasbuka min Safiya kada wa kada. What do you see in Safiya? She is so short. Which was a fact. Safiya radiallahu ta'ala was short. It was a fact. She wasn't lying. It wasn't an accusation. The tone. The tone was one that was not appreciated by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam admonished her. And he says, Ya Aisha, لَقَدْ كُلْتِ كَلِمَةً لَوْ مُزِجَتْ بِالْبَحْرِ لَمَزَجَتْهُ Oh Aisha, you have uttered one word, shorty. You have called her short. You have uttered one word. If that word was taken and it was cast into the ocean, the entire ocean would become bitter. How important it is for us during the month of Ramadan to watch what we say, what we post, what we repost, what we like, the comments that we make and so on and so forth. This is so dangerous. It has the potential, one kalima, one word, one sentence, has the potential of destroying all the good deeds that you have accumulated. And not only during the month of Ramadan, beyond the month of Ramadan, Al-Hassan al-Basri, either Al-Hassan al-Basri or Junaid al-Baghdadi, one of the two, rahimahumallah, made this comment. They said, to do the action is not difficult. Doing the action is not difficult. There might be some discomfort and so on and so forth, but the real challenge and the real difficulty is preserving the action after it was performed. And that which has the greatest potential to destroy your good deeds within seconds is the tongue and how we use the tongue, the fingers, and what we're posting on social media and so on and so forth. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was once told of a very pious, absolutely pious woman in the community. I don't think any of us can reach her level of piety in terms of the acts of worship that she had performed. They said, Ya Rasulullah, Inna fulana taqoomu layl there's a woman in the community she fasts almost every day and she spends almost the entire night in tahajjud and she does this act and this deed oh rasul of allah she is so pious and she gives a lot of charity but oh nabi of allah she hurts others with her tongue. She says unpleasant things about others. She criticizes others. She has no consideration of the feelings of others. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said, 
la khaira fiha there's absolutely no good in her don't be deceived by her piety there's no good in her and then he went and to their point of saying innaha hiya min ahli an-nar she is heading to hellfire if she's not going to eradicate that weakness we're speaking about weaknesses if she's not going to eradicate that weakness then let her fast her entire life let her pray throughout the night for as long as she lives she's heading to hellfire how important it is for us to consider the utterances that we are making with the tongue rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had said inna al-abd la yatakallam bil kalimati min ridwan Allah ya la yulqi laha balan yarfa'uhu Allah biha darajatin rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam says sometimes you utter a word it's one word it's one sentence that you utter and you said it thoughtlessly thoughtlessly you said it but it was a word that earned the happiness of allah you said something good it made somebody happy it brought joy to that person's heart and allah loved that word that you uttered that one word will earn you entry into paradise wa inna al-abda la yatakallam bi kalima min sakhatillah la yulqi laha balan rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the other hand you have somebody he utters a word thoughtlessly you post something on a whatsapp group or you post something on facebook on social media wherever it is thoughtlessly you just did it you pressed forward and you sent it thoughtlessly but allah did not like that allah did not like it the image of somebody was tarnished the reputation of somebody was massacred and you, you thought nothing about it rasul sallallahu says that message that kalima will drag you into hellfire may allah grant us all afia sa'id bin jubair radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he says yu'ta bil 'abdi yawm al-qiyamah allah says in the quran brothers this is something that we really need to a weakness that many of us suffer from and we really need to eradicate from our lives it's something that we really need to focus on this ramadan he says that a person allah has mentioned the quran wa kullu insanin alzamnahu ta'irahu fi unqihi every insan allah says your record which records everything it's tied to your neck it's an expression to denote that record and whatever is contained with it will never leave you it stays with you and on a day of qiyamah that record that you and i cannot see in this world allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about it wa nukhriju lahu yawmal qiyamati shura on the day of qiyamah that record it will be presented to you in the form of a physical book opened up in front of you and presented before you sa'id bin jubair radiyallahu ta'ala anhu says yu'ta bil 'abdi yawm al-qiyamah fayudfa' lahu kitabuhu fala yara fihi salata wala siyamah wala yara a'maluhu salihah a person will come and he'll approach the book of deeds 
presented before him. And he'll turn to the different chapters. So you'll have the chapter of Salah and the different categories. And he'll find it's blank. Nothing. And he'll go to the chapter of fasting. He fasted Ramadan upon Ramadan. He kept the six fasts of Shawwal every year. He kept the Sunnah fast of Monday and Thursday. He observed the fasts of Dhul Hijjah. He kept the three fasts of every lunar month. But when he turns to the chapter of fasting, it's blank. And he'll go to Hajj, it's blank. And he'll go to Umrah, he'll find all the chapters of good deeds are all blank. And he'll say, Ya Rab, Inna hadha kitabu ghayri. Oh Allah, there's a mistake. This is not my book. Definitely not my book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to him directly, Inna rabbaka la yadillu wa la yansa. Your Rabb does not err. He does not make any mistakes and he does not forget. Dhahaba amaluka bikhtiyabik. Bikhtiyabika nas. The backbiting that you had engaged in regarding all people is what erased all your deeds. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us in this hadith that first identify your weakness. What is the weakness? We're speaking about the framework that Rasulullah provided us with in order for us to become strong believers. So identify the weakness. Once you've identified the weakness that lies within you, Rasulullah says, Now, actively pursue that which will benefit you. Now identify the source of benefit. That source of benefit that will help eradicate the weakness. You know what is the source of benefit. Whether it's going out in the path of Allah, that is the source of benefit, that is what helps eradicate the weakness that lies within you. You know what works for you. Rasul said, now you stand up, do something about it. Don't just sit back and accept the weakness that lies within you. Ihris, actively pursue a beneficial source. Whether it's observing i'tikaf, whether it is associating yourself with a pious person and spending time with that person, and attending the majalis of that person. Rasul did not confine it to one area of activity. He says, You know what works for you. What works for you could not perhaps work for the next person. What works for the next person may not work for you. You know what helps you. Eradicate the weakness that lies within you. Actively pursue it. Go after it. And now is the ideal opportunity, the month of Ramadan. Then the Prophet وسلم, he says, Get Allah on your side. Don't try and do it on your own. You've identified the weakness or the weaknesses that lie within you. And then you've identified the source of benefit that's going to help you eradicate the weakness. Rasulullah says, Now get Allah on your side. Ask Allah to help you. Will Allah not help you achieve that which Allah wants for you? Don't rely on your knowledge. Don't rely on your piety. Don't rely on your strength. Get Allah on your side. Ask Allah to help you to achieve what it is that you seek to achieve. Always. Make dua to Allah. This is a month wherein duas are readily answered by Allah. And the power of the dua that you make, the effect of the dua that you make, the acceptance of the dua that you make largely depends on the level of conviction you have in the power of dua. You must be convinced that your dua is answered. Ya ayyuhannas, ud'u Allah wa antum muqinuna bil ijabah. 
Don't ever make dua. Rasulullah Sallallahu says, don't ever make dua except that your heart is filled with conviction that Allah will answer my dua. The last piece of advice. So identify the weakness that lies within me. Number two, identify the source of benefit that will help me eradicate the weakness. Number three, ask Allah to help you. Get Allah on your side and he will certainly help you. And number four, Rasulullah says, Wala Don't give up. Don't give up. You will slip, you'll fall. And it might be very difficult at times, but just don't give up. Keep on going, making dua to Allah, praying to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow you to get to the other side. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding.